sometimes when you decide I wanna I wanna go outside my country I wanna find something it, it, it will be more easy but if you feel there is something push you the war you you lost everything so the the first year will be very hard because you can't accept anything because it's not your choice someone pushed you first year it will be so hard for everyone and after that you used to because there is no choice you can't go back you should you should continue your life here so you should start you should decide okay now this is my life i have everything i'm looking for because we're looking for for peace for uh, for happiness for safe for everything for good life for uh, for our kids for us when you find this in front of you and when you're looking after to your life there and the people there because we we're still connected with our families there all of them there so you said oh we are so lucky and thanks god we are here so you start to accept what you have sometimes it's less than what you what you're looking for when you compare with your life there you feel you feel it's it's terrible how how can i be here but you should accept it and you should be thankful to god because you are here a lot of people there they they hope they can be in your place here Uh, welcome everybody. Our mission here on Recovery Connection is to connect and educate organizations, people in recovery, uh, viewers like you to the vast resources that have gone under the radar in our community. Uh, we want to uh, get everyone kind of connected and start taking the silos down and, uh, and highlight some of the wonderful work and social services that uh, are, are being done in this city and start taking a bit of the stigma and foster a sense of belonging for all of us because we all need that, especially in these times. Join us live on Facebook and YouTube at 8 p.m. on the second and fourth Thursday of every month where I, Kevin Williams, will be chatting with friends in recovery and community organizations on topics that are important to us in our local communities. If you're joining us live, send in your questions for our live question and answer uh, portion at the end of this uh, conversation. <clears throat> and then um, um, you can stay up to, gate, uh, up to date on, on our Jericho Road website for upcoming conversations, guest news, um, everything that's going on at Jericho. Just, just uh, go to our website, www.jerichoroad.ca, find out all the information that you need. That's over with. Now we get to say hello to Lisa and Hanan. Welcome. I'm going to start with you, Lisa. Tell me uh, what you do and why you do it. Uh, well, I'm the uh, director at Care Centre Ottawa, and uh, Care Centre Ottawa is a member agency of the Ottawa Food Bank. We are a, uh, a ministry that uh, developed out of um, Bethel Church about over uh, five years ago. Mm. And um, really, we um, exist uh, really to help um, to bring um, sort of help to those who are in need, uh, some physical support in the form of food uh, right now, but also um, beyond that, uh, just to build a sense of community amongst our neighbors and and to just reach out and to, to help those who are in need in, in any way that we can. Now, you said five years ago, so almost right before the insanity of this pandemic started. Yeah, so yeah. so we um, we opened our doors of the care center in January of 2017. Yeah. Uh, and so when we did that, we uh, had uh, our first marketplace, which uh, which is a, a full choice food pantry and clothing depot open up. Yeah. Uh, and then along with that, the other half of the gym at the church, we um, made into a cafe. So we would have a 
a meal for our, our guests to have while they waited to shop at the clothing depot in the food pantry. And uh, we had a little um, kid zone as well there so kids could play and do crafts and those sorts of things. Um, and so we, we had that all operating in January uh, for the first time. And mm-hmm. we had 27 uh, families come to see us that first, uh, first day. Uh, and uh, from there, we just sort of saw a steady uh, gradual increase in the number of folks coming uh, to utilize the services uh, between January of 2017 until the, the pandemic happened. Yeah. yeah. And then we saw a, a, a dramatic, a huge increase yeah. in, in the demand for Yeah, service. we're going to talk about that because that's important. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm Hannah. I'm from Syria. I have been in, in Canada since 2016. And first time I met Lisa, it was the the end of uh, 2017. Yeah. There is a event outside my neighbor. They asked me to go there to bring my kids. And Lisa came to see me. And as as we used to see her, she starts smiling and she, because she <laughs> felt I'm shy. <laughs> and she said, you're welcome. You're new. This is the first time for you. I said yes. And we started chatting. And I asked her about out the church what they are doing and she invited me to the marketplace yeah. and I asked her about something uh, as a Christian yeah. and she invited me to the Finding Hope class for us and for kids there is a night for kids in the same day and we start coming there and uh, first time when I went to the marketplace I shocked when I saw the number of volunteers <laughs> all of them fighting fighting to help the people yeah <laughs> i shocked to be honest i felt there's something touched my heart and when we done and i asked her if she don't mind i i like to be oh, the part yeah. of of this team because i think there is there is a miracle here <laughs> because especially right now no one do that but this group of people all of them all of them working like like one yeah as jesus asked us yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel this is what I'm looking for. And I start to go there as a volunteer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm going to ask you, um, why did you come from Syria to here? The, the main reason, because of the war, yeah. to be honest. I didn't imagine I can leave my country. Yeah. My, my life was perfect there. I was a pharmacist. Yeah. My husband was an accountant. Uh, we had a good life. But because of war, almost at the beginning, it was too hard to decide to go out. We spent five years, but the situation started to be worse and worse every day. Yeah. After that, we said, okay, we have two choices. The first one, to earn our kids, our, uh, our life, or lost everything. So we said, okay, we're going to lose everything and go out to find something. To, we, to, to be honest, we're looking for peace, for good life for our kids, this yeah. first one. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the main reason for that. Yeah. And we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so so how, how many hours do you guys work a week? Uh, well, we're open now uh, Monday through Thursday. The drive-through operates Monday to Thursday, yeah. uh, and then we uh, are in also on Fridays, uh, sort of doing all yeah, those things yeah. in between that don't uh, don't get done while the busy uh, drive-throughs happening. Yeah. So we're there uh, full time uh, at the at, at the care center. Yeah. There's um, Hanan, um, myself, and then one other uh, staff um, member, Don. Uh, 
Hoskins who helps us out and he's uh yeah he's phenomenal yeah. a big uh, yeah, heart heart yeah. of uh, heart of what we do yeah. for sure yeah um um tell me how many people are are on average visiting in in a week uh so i can tell you at last month um we had um over a thousand and fifty families came uh to see us uh in the month uh last month uh, we serve so that would be represent over four thousand uh, individuals came to re- to receive um, our food support through the drive through. Can you repeat that? Yeah, that yeah. So four four thousand individuals would wow. have received um, food support through the the food bank, and so just if we go back to that very first time, twenty seven families. Yeah. Um, by the time the pandemic started, we were serving two hundred and twenty families. Say in February before the pandemic hit. Uh, right away, uh, we saw a sharp increase to over 500 families by March, um, and then uh, just steady, slow incline uh, from there forward. So that's when we had to shift um, and sort of rearrange all that we were uh, doing. We used to have everyone, like I said, come mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. and all of those things, and so quickly shifted. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, we on a few podcasts ago, we were saying that we didn't want to use the word pivot anymore. Right, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, for yeah. sure. That was definitely the the word of the day, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that's that's what it was though. Uh, we didn't know what to expect. I th- I think back on that time, and we really just didn't know. We wanted to keep our guests safe. We wanted yeah. to keep our volunteers safe, um, and yet we knew we needed to continue to provide the service. Um, now, actually, more than ever, we knew we needed to be there yeah. when our our guests needed us. So um, so yeah, lots of changes and. And like we would say, pivots along the way. Yeah. Um, but um, we have a great, uh, a great volunteer team, uh, like a, just a really tremendous team of people who, who just like serve with their whole hearts. So they, um, they came on board, and we shifted, and we changed, and um, and then it allowed us to meet needs in ways that we, we never thought of before. But um, but yeah, it helped us to be be just better and serve mm-hmm. our, serve our guests um, mm-hmm. how they needed right now because it's more about the f- it's i mean it's about the food but then there's more to it than it, that right it, it's a hundred percent we talk about that all the time at yeah. the care center it's it's about f- um that the need for food is there and but it's so much more it's 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 so much more it's about the connection and and when we talk to our guests and and they we do surveys and mm. find out, you know, um, how what they what they like about the services, what they need, those sorts of things. It always comes back to yes, the food was great, but overwhelmingly, it's about the kindness that they mm-hmm. were shown, the the help that they received to move um, from where they are to where they they want to be going. Mm. So yeah, it's always about that much more. And you're you're you have first contact with these people, yeah. right? You see them when they come in the drive-through. Sure. Yeah, and what do you see when you talk to them? First, you know, uh, as Lisa said, first time when they when they come, they feel shy. Yeah. Because most of them they have a job, but now they can't. Everything goes up: the the fuel, the food, the rent, everything. So the first visit for everyone, it it's difficult to be honest. But uh, we try to make it easy. We try to tell them it's normal. That's the new style of life after COVID and during the COVID, but still continue after COVID. Most of them lost their job. Most of them, they're struggling a lot because they, you can say they keep around two years isolated without, without connection, without talking because before COVID, we had big gym. Mm. We had every every second second Saturday and uh, the fourth Monday. Mm-hmm. We we sit down. We talking. Uh, we serve the people. Uh, 
sometimes lunch, sometimes dinner, uh, mm-hmm. cookies, and we're chatting a lot. They they like to talk mm-hmm. to tell us about, about their problems, especially the newcomers. Mm. My relation big with the newcomers be because most of them speak Arabic. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So they, yeah, say, yeah, they newcomer, struggle. Newcomer, yeah. not new yeah. to the food bank, but newcomer new new to Canada. Newcomers, yeah. They're, yeah. Looking, they're looking not just for, sure, for food, first yeah. one, but they're looking for communication. Yeah. They're looking for someone. Connection. To, a connection and yeah. tell them what happened. If something happened here, what, what you should do. Mm-hmm. They miss all of this. It's yeah. hard for them. Yeah. But uh, we try to make it easy for them. Like to show them how much they are welcoming, how much, how much uh, they can talk and trust us. Uh, a lot of people ask, ask especially Lisa, ask Lisa to pray for them, mm. and they're crying. Mm. Now, when everything done, all of them every day, every day we have many families. They ask us, please open again, please. Mm. We're missing this this mm. moment with you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Right? And I think that's one thing that COVID has, has taught us is our yeah. reliance on on those interactions and connection. That's right. right? Yeah. 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 And especially like Hanan's mentioned many times, many of um, uh, those who are new to our country come from cultures that are really, um, really much more collective, more connected. Yes. And so when they arrive um, here in Canada, it's um, can be so isolating. And I mean, Hanan experienced that herself the first several months that she was here feeling a deep sense of isolation mm. and, and loneliness so if we can be um, we always talk about trying to help people we're we're there in the land in between mm-hmm. so where you were and where you and your family see yourselves going and how do we just kind of act as a bridge in that point to um, help point people to um, you know services in the community that could be helpful mm-hmm. and how to how to be that listening ear and and just to um yeah just to be a neighbor that's what yeah. that's what we um we strive to and, do and and for someone like yourself who who came here five years ago six, six years, years ago. ago you get that right yeah sure so you're able to to understand and understand what they are struggling yeah. especially the new families there's a people came before three months six yeah. months one year two years some some of them came when the pandemic start they oh, shocked there's goodness. nothing yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i when they talking i feel same feeling i told them this has happened to me exactly just be patient after one year it will be it will be easy you can you will use to live here you will but but they said they need connection they need relation because yeah. we used to live our life our life a lot of relationship mm-hmm. visiting so the the pandemic, uh, we can't say it makes up everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. hard for everyone. Of yeah. course, yeah. Um, the deliveries you told me you were doing food, you were delivering uh, food to people. Mm-hmm. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, at the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, we did delivery sort of to um, anyone who was. Um, you know, in, in a position that they uh, were feeling isolated, couldn't mm-hmm. get out of their house, um, mostly seniors, but we delivered to many people who had uh, various medical conditions, sorts mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the pandemic moved on and the growth in the drive through happened, we really had to focus our um, efforts. And so we we really focused in on helping seniors in our in our community because that's where we saw the greatest uh, greatest need. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have a delivery program before uh, the pandemic mm-hmm. started, but uh, now we deliver to about 150 or so uh, seniors every month. Wow. And um, and so one of the um, one of 
of blessings that's come from the pandemic is really learning to work more collaboratively with others. So uh, we work with um, Ottawa Community Housing yeah, yeah. and then also with an organization called Aging in Place. Yes. And so they have workers on site yeah. and they work to identify uh, the seniors um, that are most vulnerable, yeah. most in need of those deliveries each month. And they send us, um, you know, a list of folks and, and then mm -hmm. we coordinate deliveries. And, and so for us, we, we started delivering at one building and then um, Ottawa Community Housing connected with us and the aging in place workers asked, like, could you maybe come to, to this um, area as well? We have an, a huge need here. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, we, we said we would we'd love to. We have the infrastructure in place and the ability to prepare the care boxes. But our team is small. And, yeah. and especially during COVID, that number shrank quite a bit. Um, so if you could provide volunteers to deliver those packages, yeah, yeah. we can, we can help Sorry, with our that, that was yeah. my next question. Were you guys doing the deliveries? We, we do yeah. have a, a half of them. Yeah. Uh, we do yeah. our, on our own, but the other half are, are done now by, um, a church, um, offered their small groups offered to come and, yeah. um, take part. in. so they do the deliveries, which is a really beautiful picture. I think of what, um, what we can learn from from this. How can we work together? Um, yes. So it, in our backyard, we're able to serve the seniors that are in our neighborhood. Yeah. And, and we can do that really well. And we can focus on them. And, and we do all kinds of events. Like tomorrow, um, we're going to do a barbecue lunch there. And um, and so we can we can mix the, the need for food and delivering the care boxes, but also provide, you know, social events and, and do things together. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we can't do that all across the city on our own. So this other church in their backyard said, hey, I'll, I'm, we're going to um, come together and we'll deliver. And now they're building relationships with those seniors. And, yeah. and we couldn't do that. So we need to partner together and, and sort of do the things we do best and then let others um, do the things that yeah. they can do. Uh, yeah. yeah, to grow and, things and out. And it's, it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that we talk about here on Recovery Connection is taking down the silos. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know why, but we're also used to uh, doing our own thing mm -hmm. and not communicating with one another, sure, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And and I think that's that's an idea that we have to um, we have to get rid of. We have to start communicating and working together mm -hmm. because we we do so much better when we all work together. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. Our yeah. impact is our impact yeah. is so much better if we if we work together. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. One of the things I saw on the website, which I had mentioned to you uh, when we were doing our pre-podcast, was the um, um, cooking on a budget online and, and the uh, cooking uh, instruction online. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell me a bit about that, because I was fascinated with that. Yeah. I thought that was fabulous. Yeah, well, we used to, pre-COVID, we did um, cooking on a budget um, at the um, care center. And so um, Hanan was actually part of that. And and so families would come in and they would, um, they would, um, we would pick an items from the, the food banks so yeah, things that yeah. you could get on your typical visit yeah. and we'd make a meal, uh, with them. Uh, and then we would, after it was ready, we'd share a bit for lunch yeah, yeah. and then we would, um, a lot of it was practicing English while we were sitting around the tables course, in a, yeah. like not a, just a casual environment. And then, um, and then from there, families would take home a meal. And so that was a really, folks really enjoyed. And vice versa, in, how's your that. Arabic coming? Actually, you know what, that's, that is, it's funny. It's true though, it, it's, um, Hit me. it's, it's, um, hmm, what do you want? <laughs> Shukran. <laughs> Shukran. <laughs> but, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I know so, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, um, yeah. but part of it really is that is like when we would do our time together, I, I would say like I wanted to learn and yeah. so folks would teach me words and they'd hear me stumble and they'd 
hear me say things wrong and we'd laugh and and then it just sort of it just highlights the fact that what you're doing is really hard and if i had to do that in another culture if i had to learn hanan's language and move to where hanan lived and and leave everything that I knew familiar behind, yeah. you know, where would I be? I would want someone to, to be there on the other side and, and holding out a hand and helping, helping me in that, uh, yeah. in that land in between. And so I think for our guests, when, when they would teach me words, it, it sort of brought yeah. the shared humanity together, of course, right? So, and humility. And that's it. Right? It's the truth. I, yeah. I, I say it all the time to Hanan. I have no idea how her and her family have done what they've done, but it's just a beautiful, um, beautiful demonstration of like, um, you know, God's provision, but also this um, demonstration of resilience. And we see that in our guests um, so often, mm-hmm. you know, people with all kinds of stories, but, but um, have come through and are, are just doing their very best mm-hmm. to, to get to where they need to be. So, so you, you were doing the cooking? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes yeah. 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 <laughs> they asked me to do something and there is a lady, she, she's from Iraq, she cooked something, another lady, shawarma, yeah. My favorite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time we, yeah. open, we can invite you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go on the road, right? We, we, we take Recovery Connection on the road. Wow, yeah. I well, can do that. I think, the, I think the best thing out of the cooking class came was that we learned that our guests could cook far better than any of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so they actually took over the class and, yeah. and yeah. they started to, to teach it. So that was, yeah, that was really great. So yeah, Hanan, uh, Hanan has taught us many, many yeah. great things. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I like what you said, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, if we, if we really want to understand, then we have to put ourselves mm-hmm. in that position. Yeah. And I, and I kind of get that because my, my wife is Filipino. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to the Philippines, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, how tough it would have been for her to come to this country mm-hmm. with very, you know, limited language capability and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's just difficult. It's difficult, right? Sure, and yeah. And you understand that. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's too hard, to be honest. Especially yeah. if it's not it's not your choice to come here. Mm-hmm. The war push you. Sometimes when you decide, I want to I wanna go outside my country, I want to find something, it, it, it will be more easy. But if you feel there is something push you, the war, you, you lost mm-hmm. everything. So the, the first year will be very hard because you can't accept anything. Mm-hmm. Because it's not your choice. Someone mm-hmm. pushed you. Mm-hmm. First year, it will be so hard for everyone. And after that, you used to, because there is no choice. You can't go back. You should you should continue your life here. So you should start. You should decide, okay, now this is my life. Mm-hmm. I have everything I'm looking for. Because we're looking for, for peace, for uh, for happiness, for safe, for everything, for good life, for, uh, for our kids, for us. When you find this in front of you, and when you're looking after to your life there and the people there because we were still connected with our families there, all of, of them course, there. Yeah. So you said, oh, we are so lucky. Yeah. And thanks God we are here. So you start mm-hmm. to accept what you have. Sometimes it's less than what, you, what you're looking for. When you compare with your life there, you feel, you feel it's, it's terrible. <laughs> how, how can I be here? But mm-hmm. you should accept it and you should, be thankful to God because you are here. A lot of people there, they they hope they can be in your place here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How 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 much of your clientele would you say is is new Canadians? Oh, well over half. Um, even I, I don't really know the mm-hmm. exact number, mm-hmm. but 
uh, <coughs> yeah, 60 more percent. I didn't think you'd yeah. have a number yeah. to rip <laughs> yeah. off, but, I'm, but, but yeah. like something like well over half of our guests are, are newcomers for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so aside from, um, the meals, the food, we were talking about everything else that goes along with it. So, um, we were talking about prayer and follow-up support and, and giving them referrals and helping them navigate their mm-hmm. way, yeah, yeah. right? What what do you think is, is the most important thing aside from the food? Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely, definitely um, just feeling like you're not alone in all of these decisions. So just yeah. having someone who's there to walk alongside of you. Yeah. So we have... Um, you know, lots of times folks will come and say, this is what's going on. And mm-hmm. I think through just organic relationships, you start to hear um, the needs, right? So, so for instance, um, we didn't set out, I think some of the best things that we've done at the care center are things that we didn't plan to do. Like, so uh, our conversational English circles, they just developed out of hearing this need from everyone around us. We're, mm. we're going to school and we're learning English. And, and so that's really great. But we really need a place to practice and talk to each other casually. So we developed conversational English circles where we would go to um, the neighborhood and someone would invite people to their homes and we'd meet in kitchens or backyards or mm-hmm. what have you. And, and we just have casual conversations. And so so it was that. And then in those casual conversations, learning about the, the needs. So, so you need help to to navigate the healthcare system. You you have a child who's experiencing this. Where do I go? Who do I talk mm-hmm. to? And just having that voice of someone to come to um, was super important. And and just someone who can you can share with mm-hmm. like how your how your day's been going or that you know you're not you're not on your own in this um, in this journey. And and then from there, people would talk about well, I'm trying to become a citizen and mm. I'm trying to study for this test. And so then we started to help people to prepare for their citizenship test and. And actually, just uh, last week, someone came uh, by to, to tell us, you know, they just passed their citizenship test. They're a new Canadian now, and and so yeah, it's just a, it's just, it's just, um, it's different for everyone who comes, mm-hmm. but it always comes back to um, that need to just be connected to my neighbors and to know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not in this on my own. And and what do you see as the biggest need for for newcomers that that you meet? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's normal to be yeah. honest when you come here you need food you need everything not just food because uh, I want to tell you about my, my experience when I came here uh, I shocked about everything language <laughs> people weather everything I remember one day uh, we're living in townhouse we have many houses and we used to say hi to our neighbor yeah. but uh, when i say when i said hi he looked at me like this he <laughs> shocked and one time i told lisa i was in the bus and there is a lady she has a stroller and baby a lot of bags yeah. and just i'm thinking when the bus stop i will ask her can i help you uh, it's okay i'm welcome to help her and just ask her uh, can i help you she said go ahead go ahead I shocked to be honest. Yeah. We don't used to to live this life there, so it's mm-hmm. hard. So we're looking for food. That's that's uh, sure uh, when you arrive. But we're looking for uh, for relationship with the people, good relationship, yeah. good connection, yeah. uh, communication. So community. Yeah, community is yeah. very important for us. Yeah. So so how do you how do you help newcomers try to get that community? 
Yeah, do you know they when they came to to the to our care center, they asked me about million things to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But, and <laughs> yeah. they said, yeah. "Wow, what this country? It's hard." Blah blah. Million question. I told them I had same question. It's hard. I can't live here. Blah blah. I want to go back to my country. I hate this. I hate this. I don't like this. But I told him it's normal. Yeah. Sometimes when you move from the from the city to another city in the same country, you feel it's it's, it's hard yeah. for you. Yeah. How about you're moving from south to north or from east to west? It's yeah. too hard. Yeah. So I told them it takes a time, and summer here and uh, spring and summer it's nice to go outside to mm-hmm. start to see the people to 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 go around and walk and see the the trees the flowers make you feel nice feel, feel happy until <laughs> another another winter come back <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so and after three uh, there, i have three or four more families after three or four months when they came every month i asked them how do you feel now they said still same same after three or four months oh now we feel we're doing better we're doing now the sun is here now oh, it's, yeah, i told yeah. them I told you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still have yeah. more, more, more than three months, and yeah. you will be good. <laughs> Especially your first winter, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. It's, yeah. it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's any compensation, yeah. I've been saying that for yeah. fifty years. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think yeah. it. I think it also comes back to what you said about silos and things like that too. So. Our job isn't to recreate the wheel and to start all of these programs Mm. to be able to help our neighbors. We are able to connect folks with what other great organizations are already doing in Mm -hmm. the city. So we we do what we can do and we we work on the things that we can do. Um, But then we also make it a really a point of connecting with our our local organizations, Mm -hmm. other social Mm -hmm. services. Mm Because they can, they're already doing the work, and the resources are already stretched, mm-hmm. right? So of course, we're all stretched. So, so yeah. for us to recreate wheels is isn't helping our yeah. guests. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask this at the end, but I'm going to ask it now. What's your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I just love to be with the people. So, um, uh, there's. I'd say my favorite part is, oh, I can give you a story. It was my birthday yeah. um, a few days ago. And there was a... Congratulations. A, uh, thank you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and a young, uh, a young, young girl was in the back seat with her mom. And her mom pulled up uh, to the to the register. And it, she told me it was her first time. And she's really kind of frazzled and uh, nervous. And first time to the... First time to the care center. Okay, okay. And so her little one was in the back seat. And, and, um, and she was she was quite nervous. And and so I, I um, was taking their information and, and noticed that a birthday was coming up. And I said to the, the little one, I just said, you know, I'm having my birthday and we happen to have some ice cream sandwiches inside. And I was wondering if you could help me celebrate my birthday. And so her eyes lit up and and um, and then her, you could just see there was a sense of like, you know, her mom was like um, relaxing. And it was um, uh, it was just this conversation that we started to have and. Anyway, went through the order and did all of the things that we needed to do and got to know them a little bit better. And and then anyway, came back out and I had uh, two ice cream sandwiches and I asked if she could, you know, could you give one to mom when she comes? And and um, and then um, also, um, you know, you pick there was two different kinds. I said, you pick the one that you like best and uh, share share another one with mom. And and so as I was walking away, she had this big smile and she she just this little tiny voice from the back seat said, happy birthday. And oh, uh, and then goodness. and but it was just this normalization for that moment. Yeah. Like like I we are in need um, 
and I shouldn't say normalization. The whole process isn't normal. We sh- mm-hmm. uh, our guests shouldn't have to um, visit food banks. That's yeah. a whole other topic yeah. for us yeah, to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I but agree. in that moment, um, you know, in their need, um, you know, we're we're neighbors helping neighbors, and um, and so for me, if 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 I can help someone in that situation um, just to get through that in a really dignified way in a way that that kind of alleviates the shame attached to um, what's happening the stigma attached yes. then then I call that a really good yeah. day yeah yeah your turn <laughs> my turn what's your for favorite me, for me everything is favorite no. everything is <laughs> well, you gotta pick one yeah all of them I can <laughs> because every time every everything happened there every time I I compare what happened here and in Syria. I told Lisa, I hope one day I can do the same because mm-hmm. there is a lot of people need food there. Mm-hmm. So here, when I see a lot of food, a lot of a lot of things, and I hear about the people in my country, they line up sometimes two hours, three hours for a little bit of bread. Mm-hmm. And it's not enough. If you have family of five, mm-hmm. I think it's not mm-hmm. enough for you. Mm-hmm. So we are blessed here. And one day, I hope there is another miracle in my life and <laughs> I can do the same thing in my country. Wow, wouldn't that yeah. be wild, eh? <laughs> yeah. Everything's amazing here. So, so tell me one of your favorite moments working there. The favorite moment when I go to delivery. Yeah? <laughs> because why? My, but because, do you know why? Because I love to work with seniors yeah. on my side. And I feel they are, everyone needs, especially right now, but they are the most people who are really need now, especially the retirement home where we are going. Mm-hmm. They are really need, They you feel from inside they are lonely. And yeah. I say to myself, when I help anyone here, I think that God will send someone to help my families there. So this is the f- the favorite part, and because I'm busy during the week and I don't have a chance to go with Lisa for delivery, I ask her on Friday because we don't do delivery. I ask her, please, please try to <laughs> to find somewhere, and I can go with you and deliver it to the people. I like I like to help the people. Do you mm-hmm. still have um, parents in Syria? Yeah, all my family is there. Your yeah. there. Mm-hmm. We are here only my husband and my kids. Yeah. That. It's got to be tough. All of them, yeah. Right? It's hard. Not just my families. Mm-hmm. It's my personality. I think about everyone, mm-hmm. not just my families. This mm-hmm. is my my personality. Mm-hmm. If something happened to anyone here, I just inside I I try to to find or to figure something to help him. Sometimes I don't have any relation with him, but this is my mm-hmm. personality. I like to help everyone. I hope I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's tough to do, but you're doing a good start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you had mentioned earlier about the effects of uh, volunteers and COVID and mm. how's it going? Yeah, so we, before COVID, we had a, a big team. We had about 70 plus volunteers. And mm-hmm. right um, at the start of the pandemic, that number shrank um, quite a bit. And uh, we were operating with a really tiny team mostly to just um, reduce any risk of exposure so that we didn't have to close mm-hmm. down. Um, we've been starting to gradually um, have um, past volunteers come back to mm-hmm. help us. Mm-hmm. And so um, so that's been nice. We've uh, welcomed some past volunteers back and are looking to, to have new volunteers join us yeah. coming up. Because um. <clears throat> the, mo- the, a lot of the um, 
uh, people that I talk to in the city have said there's been an attrition with volunteers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that aren't coming back. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And and for us too, one of my goals at the very beginning of of, of having starting the care center, part of it it was helping our our guests, but also for our volunteers. So um, a place where people could really feel like what they were doing um, mattered and and that yeah. they were. Um, feeling like they were using their yeah, skills and yeah. I really um, wanted to have um, a, a large portion of our, our help of people who were our, our guests and, yeah. and so because we have our guests are amazing and so often want to give back so um, so yeah so we'll work on uh, that as well having uh, more of our guests coming in once uh, once we have our, our next volunteer uh, training to have yeah. more folks come on board for sure yeah um, so we were talking about the dramatic increase in numbers of people coming now. Mm-hmm. What's the hardest part about that? For me, I, I like because food banks weren't um, weren't designed as a permanent fixture in yeah. our community. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it, 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 there's a need for sure. Um, but it's this tension and this balance between um, how do we how do we move um, towards um, a, uh, you know, reducing that need for yeah. our guests to be recurrent food bank users. Yeah. So, um, you know, looking at more of the structural things that lie beneath why people are using food banks right now. Yeah. And, and so um, I think so important to be, um, you know, um, looking at those things, um, uh, things like um, ensuring that our guests, uh, Hanan, one of the things you've asked her, what's something that people are looking for and needing? Well, employment, that is, yeah. that is, um, that's solid employment, yeah. right? Not precarious um, employment that's here and gone, um, or that's uh, below a, a living wage, yeah, right? So yeah, yeah. being able to help um, our guests to, to actually have an opportunity. I was to... hoping that word living wage wasn't going to enter our conversation because <laughs> yeah. it irritates me. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes. I always think of um, um, Michael Maidmont, who was the mm-hmm. old uh, CEO of the Ottawa Food sure. Bank. And I remember going to uh, their uh, AGM, mm. and that was now. This has got to be. I'm going to start dating myself probably um, eight years ago, maybe nine. Mm-hmm. And they had just secured the funds to build a uh, uh, um, a freezer inside their warehouse, oh, right? Yeah. Right to mm-hmm. build it inside to keep food frozen, which means they they could have more capacity for food, food. right? Yeah, sure. And so I always remember him saying at the AGM, the good news is, you know, we, we secured the funding and we're building a freezer and everything's going to be great. And then he looked at everyone and said, and the bad news is mm-hmm. we need to build a freezer. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the Ottawa Food Bank, as you said, yeah. was, was, it wasn't supposed to be a permanent institution. And and I think that's the thing for us. Like, I, I we, we don't share the numbers to, yeah. to be like, oh, like our, our goal is not to have um, big numbers. It's you not know? a brag. It's not, it's not to say that. It's to say that yeah. our guests are struggling. Yeah. And so we're, they're feeling it. We hear them say, we're feeling it at the, the pumps. We're feeling it at the grocery store. We're feeling it everywhere. Yeah. And so um, there's this, this tension between um, incomes not matching yeah. the increase and, yeah. and, and that. So fo- it's not keeping pace with. Right. Yeah. Right. So folks are having to use food banks because um, because because they simply can't stretch their dollar yeah. to make ends meet. So so I think for for me, um, what's difficult is is seeing the growing numbers um, um, and then recognizing that we have work to do to to help our guests yeah. really help our guests yeah. um, affordable housing, you know, like yeah. all of those sorts of things. Right. Like how 
our guests are saying that they're paying so much of their income towards their rent, rent and utilities. They have to get their kids places. Um, they need to go to work. So they have to fill up their tanks. And and so um, often the choice of um, food is often the one mm-hmm. that gets um, gets left out. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you see that when you're when you're. Um, um, serving these these new Canadians. Sure, yeah. What's what's the biggest struggle they're having right now? First, now the big struggle for them, especially when they have uh, a kids, the food, the first one. Yeah. The second one, the car, because you can ask them all of them to go by bus. Yeah. It's hard, yeah, yeah. especially in the winter. Yeah. But now the uh, the price of cars until uh, second hand, it's uh, it's expensive. Mm. Uh, there is a guy he came today and he said, oh oh, it's too hot. And when I asked him about ID, he gave me driving license. I told him, do you have a car? He said, no, not yet. Uh, but I told him why he said, because when uh, after I get this, I'm looking for a car, but it's too expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he lives around around the church. And mm-hmm. he said, I came here uh, walking and I forget to bring my, ha- uh, my hat. So mm-hmm. it's too hot. You feel it's too much, and he said, "I think I can I can buy a car, but how how can I do this? I have mm. six kids. He has wow. So it's terrible when you're looking to go somewhere and go by bus, especially yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Mm. So it's hard to be honest. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Um. Um. So I was I was I was going to do this, and and you don't have a choice. So I want you to tell us a little bit. Of, about your story from Syria and how how you got here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go back. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> Six years ago. Yeah. Well, I told you when we decided to come here because the last the last thing happened to us when my daughters were going to school. The last two months, they spent the time under the desk because they they were through the bump on the yeah. on the school. After that, we decide no way. Now it's the time, and I have my friend here. He's a pharmacist. He's from Syria, and uh, to be honest, I think as I told you, there is a plan and there is a right time for everything. He have been in Canada before 14 years ago. And when he when he moved to Canada uh, in 2008, and after eight years, there is no connection between us. But before we decide to move, I don't know how he found our phone number. And he called us and he asked us, if you want to go outside, if you want to go outside of Syria. Yeah. We said, yes, but we don't have any chance. He said, I can't sponsor you. We said, yes, why not? And we start with this plan. And after three months, I remember it was on uh, uh, February 14, 2016. We were here. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. But it's... And winter. not Valentine. It's not Valentine. It was oh, not Valentine. It was a trouble day. When we arrived, <laughs> when we arrived, 
when we open the door to get outside, yeah. outside the airport, we turn around and close the door. It was minus <laughs> 40. We said, oh, no, we should go back to Syria. Yeah, no yeah. way, no way. It was too cold and we don't have... Uh, you don't have winter good... coats or... Yeah, nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. They gave, actually, they gave us in the airport, but after, after uh, 20, 20 hours, so you, you can't see anything. You have four kids. They are crying. They are tired. So you can't see anything. Just the, we grabbed the, the things in the bag and yeah. we went outside. Oh, what <laughs> this? this is? You filled your, your own freezer. Yeah. <laughs> you said, no way. We want to go back. No. Yeah. yeah, it was hard, to be honest. The first year, it was too terrible for me. I spent this year crying and, <laughs> and yeah. saying, what, what I'm doing here? and start thinking about mm. about my life because I, I lost everything. Mm -hmm. I lost my life, my dreams, my families, everything. And when I, I get here, I was 40. So it's hard to start here, to be honest. And over that, the winter, the snow, everything white around you, <laughs> you don't, and the language because I, I, got, I got my bachelor in Arabic. Yep. I don't know English. So it's hard. So did you know any English? No, no, just just uh, some grammars writing, yeah, but yeah. Uh, speak. No, if someone say hi, I look at him. What is <laughs> he saying to me? Yeah. yeah, to be honest. So the first year it was terrible, and after that there's no choice. Did you cry? Lots? Yeah, right. But no more. Yeah, <laughs> no <yeah>. more. <laughs> and 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 how? When did you guys get connected? With sad two thousand and. 17, 17 the end of 2017 yeah and when we met in that parking lot yeah. for yeah. the event um shortly after i just reached out to hanan with an email and she came to visit me and we worked on her resume and um you know just di different things got to know her and she said to me i don't care what i do i need to volunteer here mm -hmm. i need to I, I i can't tell you how much i need to be here she said i'll wash your windows i'll wash your floors i'll i'll um i'll wash your walls i'll do whatever you need and, um, and yeah, so that's that kind of humble, um, kind of heart that she, she's come with and, yeah. and brought to the care center and, and just brings to everything that she does. So, um, so that's, that's how we got connected. Yeah. She just said, whatever you need me to do. And, and so she started to volunteer, um, you know, one time a week and then, uh, and then, uh, the pandemic hit and she basically was there every day and just kept helping volunteering and then eventually I was able to um you know secure some funding to be able to um hire Let me um, tell some... him about this yeah yeah another miracle here <laughs> yeah yeah another one <laughs> after after I think uh, after I volunteered uh, three months fourth month I asked her because I heard that people said after three months maybe you can work and I asked Lisa there is any chance to to get a job here she yeah. said you see, we have more than 70 volunteers, so I'm so sorry. I told her, don't worry. I like to help. I like to be, I like to be in church. I like to help people. Don't mm -hmm. worry. Anytime you need me, just call me. And when the pandemic start, the, the number of, the number of people who's visiting goes up and the number of volunteers shrink down. Yes. So I feel from inside there is, I feel there's more responsibility. I don't think about COVID. I don't worry until now. I don't worry. I said, I have God. Mm -hmm. He will protect me. I don't worry about anything. So I decide from inside, I want to stay beside Lisa because Lisa support me. You can't, you can't imagine how much. 
she's now she's if if I if I wish I have a sister because I don't have sister. Yeah. Lisa, Lisa's my sister, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> so You're gonna make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> so and my husband, because he's working as a barber now, everything locked down, he stay with kids. Uh, because they start online yeah and I told him I should I should go every day to help Lisa because now the number is maybe only 10 10 volunteers mm -hmm. but we should go every day mm -hmm. and I told him I should go every day to help her and he said yes and when he done he comes to help us mm. wow yeah, yeah he likes to be with us to wow. help yeah. and after three months I heard and I keep asking God every day I have chatting with him. I know you're 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 there. I don't know where are you, but you're here, and uh, I know you like me, mm -hmm. uh, and you 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 can do anything. Anything. It's impossible for me, but it's possible for you. If you if you like me more, uh, more I imagine, just offer me a job. Two days, three days, it's enough. Uh, from nine to two, uh, here, area <laughs> around me. I just, yeah, okay, just talking, why yeah, not? Yeah. And after three months, Lisa offered this as a job for me. I told her no first because I, from why? inside, uh, why I, from inside, because Lisa looking after me. And she, oh. she really know I need help. Yeah. And my, my, my husband's uh, job starts to be down and down because of lockdown. Yeah. I said, no, because you need to give me money from you. You need to help me. And second day, <laughs> she, she brought uh, Bob and Dylan and everyone. And they said, how do you say no? <laughs> how do you say no? No one say no, especially now. I told yeah. them why I should say yes. They said. This is a, this is a reward from God. Yeah. Mm. We have it's enough money now. Yeah, That's we have right. enough money and you are here with us. This is now your job with us. Mm. Another miracle. Yeah. yeah. Thanks God. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. And uh, there's one last question I want to ask you guys before we go. You ready? What keeps you going? Um, for me, I'd say we're just we just feel called to do this work. So yeah. um, it's a it's a blessing to to walk in the land in between with the guests that we get to serve. And and so what keeps us going for me, um, I'd say uh, just just the guests that we are blessed to get to know and to be a part of, um, of of their journey for sure. What keeps you going? I trust God. I know he has a plan for me. Uh, I'm not here for nothing. I'm not with Lisa for nothing. There is a plan. Everything happened. Everything happened because God bring me from Syria to here to be here to do something because He knows me more than more than me. Mm. He knows what I'm looking for. That's I'm right. looking. I'm looking to be a part of a part of of my of my community, a part of uh, my church. Mm. I, I like to follow Jesus, to follow his word. I like to help people. Mm. And every day I ask God, I go back to home, very tired, to be <laughs> honest, Lisa. <laughs> this is my chance to tell you. Yes, yes, but yes. the end of the day, my husband yesterday, he told me, yeah. when I look, when I look at you, I, at the end of the day, I, I like you are so happy yeah. and mm -hmm. you going to your work like I'm looking for something new to do it. Yeah. 
this is what I'm looking for. I'm so happy to do that. And I ask God, please use me. Mm. Use me in your way. Let me, let me show the people how much you are help, how much you are kind, how much is your mercy. You are here just Amen. as he said, I'm here behind the door. I'm waiting for you. I'm knocking on the door. I'm waiting for you to open the door mm. for me. Now, a lot of people, they are struggling a lot. Mm. And I ask him, my God, my Lord, just send me to these people just to tell them Jesus behind the door. Mm -hmm. He's knocking on the door. Matthew just 7, open. 7. <laughs> yeah, right. just yeah. open and yeah. he will come and stay with you. Mm. And thank you, Lisa. I want to say thank you, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for everything it's mm. beautiful it's beautiful last but not least do you foresee a day when we're back to doing things the way that we were doing them at, at the care center ottawa yeah I, I mean i think it'll i think it will i don't know that it will ever see a day that we saw before yeah. um but a, a hybrid the version normal a hybrid version of yeah. that yeah. yeah and so our drive-through will likely keep operating just to keep up help us keep up with the numbers but mm -hmm. definitely uh looking forward to having the doors open back up and and uh, being back uh, in the building and, and being able to share yeah. share more with our guests yeah. face to face and just in, together for sure. I truly believe that we are meant to live in community. That, agreed. And I believe that we were designed that way. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, I just mm. want to say thank you to mm. you two for mm. being part of community. Thank you so because much. Because what you're doing is um, not only a valuable service, but it's a necessary service. Yeah. And a lot of people uh, are better off because you're doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for having so us. Thank you for thank being you. here. Thank Love you, you so much. <laughs> thank you. And uh, thank you all for being here with us. Uh, remember that you can get us on uh, Spotify and uh, all the other um, uh, podcast streaming connections in about a week's time. And uh, please uh, um, um, visit the uh, Care Ottawa website. All the information is there. Mm -hmm. It's www.carecenterottawa.ca. And, uh, and we just uh, thank you all for joining us and thank you to, to the two of you once again. Thank you thank so, much. so much for having Say us. Say goodbye. Thank you to wave your hand. Okay. Bye, everyone. God bless. We'll Bye. see you soon. Bye.